Have you ever been asked, what's your handicap? Or maybe you've been with a group talking about how they're a 24, a 16, or a 2. Or maybe you've played around where people are giving each other strokes on holes. What does it all mean? Today we're going to uncover all of that with our next Golf 101 episode, WTF is a Handicap Index. Our expert for this subject is Jenny Ford, Assistant Executive Director of the Rochester District Golf Association. We cover all the basics of handicaps, from how to get one to how to use it. Hope you enjoy. There it is. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I would love to introduce, you know, everyone to you and your role um, and why you're speaking with us today about handicap indexes. So Jenny, what is your role at the Rochester District Golf Association? Yeah, so thank you for having me on. We, I am the Assistant Executive Director um, at the Rochester District Golf Association, and in my role, I oversee handicapping, course rating, and junior golf development, and I assist in tournament operations for our golfers and the clubs in our district. Just a few things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small staff, and, and we wear lots of hats. All, all of us do. Amazing. What does the RDGA like do for the golf community? Yeah, so the Rochester District Golf Association is one of 59 allied golf associations or AGAs of the USGA. And our primary responsibility lies in the delivery of USGA core products and services, such as um, the World Handicapping System, course rating, uh, administ administration of tournament management, uh, education and implementation of rural golf, all of these other components that um, are an arm of the USGA. We conduct USGA championship qualifiers, and then we also run our, our RDGA tournaments for our, our own district golfers. Um, sure. And then we, of course, work with, with clubs, leagues, organizations in our, in our district to help grow and expand the game of golf in our, in our eco, golf ecosystem in Rochester. So um, yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Have you always played golf? Um, and, and what is it that you love about the game so much that you're also working in it? Yeah, so I, I have not always played golf. I've always played okay. So I, I gymnastics, field hockey, basketball, so you name it. If it had yeah. a ball, I pretty much played it. But we didn't have girls golf in the High school that I attended. And okay. I think my first real exposure um, to playing golf, all 18 holes, um, yeah. was my first job. They asked me, I, I worked for a semi-professional soccer team in Hershey, and they asked me to go out and play in a scramble. So I, ha I was so excited. I went um, and, I, and I actually borrowed clubs from the golf club. And sure. then I got out there, uh, and, and I saw how social it was and how you're on the course for four hours with someone and you're getting to know them and how you can incorporate competition and sport and business. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I actually bought the clubs that I borrowed and I've been hooked ever since. Good for you. I think <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that you can go to a golf course and rent clubs, um, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah, that was, that was a, that was definitely a game saver for me, but then it worked out for them because I purchased the clubs right on the spot. <laughs> That's amazing. What a story. Um, well, here today we are going to be talking about golf handicap indexes. So this is our golf one-on-one series and I would love to dive in. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to keep it as base level golf 101 as possible, but I think it's going to be great for people to get some information about um, what exactly a handicap index is. So why don't we just start there? Top level. Yes. Yes. I agree. I, I think it's uh, such a fun and important um, component to learn about in, in, in golf. Yeah. Um, so a handicap index from the highest level is, is a number that's used to calculate how many strokes an individual would potentially need to adjust their score back to par. Okay. Um, and so w- what that does is the handicap index um, that, that, you're, that you're given based on the scores that you've posted, it goes out to one decimal point and it's used to represent your potential scoring ability based on a formula. And again, scores that you've posted. So it's based on your history. Um, and it's very individualized, obviously, because it's based on your own scores. Well, um, what are like some other things that go into consideration when putting together handicap? Like is where you're playing part of the consideration? What other things? That is such a great question because a handicap index is the, the number that is portable that you take with you from course to course. But mm-hmm. as important is what's called a course handicap, um, which is that is that is your handicap index, um, depending on the course and the tees that you select. So the course, I think I, I might've stumbled there, but a course handicap, it takes your handicap index into consideration when you pick which course or tees you're going to play from. So, uh, potentially if you're playing from a, a little bit harder than average course, say your handicap index that you're taking with you is a 10.1, but you're playing at a, a little bit of a harder course, your mm-hmm. course handicap um, from the tees that you're playing might be a 12. So instead of getting 10 strokes for that round, you would actually get 12. And that's um, based on the relative difficulty of the, how the tees and, and the course play. So, so the golf courses are being kind of like graded for their difficulty um, and skill needed. And then we're also being kind of graded on the skill that we have and the score that we shoot to then create the handicap index for each individual person. You got it. Okay. In a nutshell. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So why, like, why would somebody want to get a handicap index? Um, So there, there are so many reasons that I think that golfers should want to get a handicap. Um, But the the easiest one to say is that it allows all golfers of all skill levels to compete on an even playing field. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great equalizer. Um, It it can help you in a casual round. It can help you in a competitive round. Um, For for example, um, my family, we go out, we play all the time and we're at different levels in our abilities. Um, But once you add in that course handicap, um, on the course that you're playing, all of a sudden you're all equal. And of course we, we, we constantly are in games. And so we're trying to figure out, you know, who loses actually has to take out the trash or empty the dishwasher, (laughs) that kind of thing. So I want to make sure that I'm getting all the strokes and equality that I possibly can. So from a casual perspective, it's, it's fun to kind of add in to the game. Um, and then from a competitive, uh, standpoint, Sometimes you actually need it for eligibility to be able to, to enter into a tournament. 
or um, it's used in equity purposes for net competitions once you're in the tournament um, for, for divvying out divisions and things like that. So um, I actually think though for beginner golfers, one of the best parts about having a handicap um, is that you can actually see your own progression because okay. as much as you play against other golfers, you can also play against yourself because your handicap index is yours. It's based on your playing ability. So when you're first starting out, instead of um, necessarily, not necessarily um, competing against someone else, you can compete against yourself and see sure. how your, what your trends are. You know, are you doing a little bit better? Maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I, that that's fun. Yeah, I typically, I don't really play in competitions, but I still keep a handicap index. Um, mostly just like you were saying, just to kind of like see how I'm playing this year. Like, am I, you know, am my scores going down throughout the year or, you know, or why are they going up? Was I playing harder courses this year or did I not practice as much in between rounds? Um, you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of a competitive edge, whether that's like against other people or themselves. So I think that's like a clear benefit in itself. Yeah. And, and I think more and more people are, are, are thinking just this way you are along those lines. They're picking up golf, they're watching their progress, they're seeing where they can improve or, um, and, and that's what makes you come back and keep playing is that one stroke that you had that was better than the day before, or that, you know, that great drive that you had, or that long putt, especially from a beginner. Um, and so when you start seeing your scores drop down, even if it's by a stroke, that's really kind of cool and very yeah. motivating. Yeah. Yeah. Well now maybe somebody's bought in. They're like, I'm going to get a handicap now. <laughs> um, what would be a good first step for them in order to get one if they don't have one yet? Yeah. So I think a common misconception is that you have to belong to a private club to get a handicap. And that is certainly a place that you can go to get a handicap is that a handicap index is at your, um, your private clubs. Sure. You can also go to public courses. A lot of times we'll, uh, we'll offer that service. Um, municipal courses, you can get them. Sometimes people just play in leagues and they're not necessarily attached to one uh, brick and mortar club. Um, you can get them from amateur associations and you can get them from your allied golf associations. What I talked about at the beginning, the AGAs. Yeah. So if you go to usga.org backslash AGA, it'll have all the 59 AGAs listed on the webpage. And then you can click on your own and that'll take you back to your individual local AGA. And then you can kind of figure out what's the best fit for you. What, how, what do you want to do with your handicap index? Do you want to play in leagues or do you just want to have it so that, you know, you're going out and you're, you're playing with your friends or your family on the weekends? Got it. Got it. Okay. Perfect. Um, how, like once I do get one, where, what do I do with it? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a number you get assigned a number. I'm uh, kind of like my social security number <laughs> and, but what, what do I now do with this handicap? Yeah. So, well, let's, let's go back to how you, once you, once you uh, sign up as a beginner golfer, once you sign up for a handicap index, yeah. you actually only have to have nine or three 18 hole rounds or six, mm -hmm. six nine hole rounds in order to establish a handicap index. So it's only 54 holes of golf. So once you establish that handicap index, um, then what you do, you, you create an account and then you can go in and, and you post your scores. 
And then once you post your scores, then that's when you'll be able to see on your Gin app or on your app, um, whether it's a Gin app, we use Gin software system at the RDGA. Um, you can see what your handicap is going to be based on which course you decide to go to and, and which tees you're, that you're going to play. Um, so, you know, hope, did that answer your question? I think so. So when I get assigned my number and I'm signed up to get a handicap, um, do I start posting my scores or do I have to like have those scores and enter them in? So you can do it from the very first day. Okay. Receive your handicap index. You you pay, it's a nominal fee typically to get your handicap index. Then you create an account. You start posting your scores right away. Um, You can do that on a a kiosk in in a club. Uh, sometimes they have computers or kiosks that you can sit down and do it. Um, the, they also have websites depending on which software you're using. And then again, the RDGA uses the uh, Gin app. So literally you create an account, you download the app and you can put your holes in score by or whole, you select your course, your T, and then you can put your scores in hole by hole for your whole round, which I strongly recommend um, because it's so easy. Yeah. Or you can put it in nine by nine or a full 18. It sure. doesn't take that much t- difference in time. It takes less than two minutes to post your score. Um, and you can do that right from the get-go. And then once you get those three rounds in, those three uh, 18 hole or, or six, nine hole rounds in, you got a score, you got a handicap index that then you can start using. Um, you know, so hopefully you don't have to take out the trash or empty the dishwasher. <laughs> right. Right. I love it. I love it. No, it's super easy. And I've noticed like when I enter my scores, it gives me like some stats, like how many pars I had, bogeys. You can like get really into the nitty gritty and, and enter, you know, greens and regulation, how many fairways you hit. You can like really get in on it. <laughs> yes, you can. And then you can think when you're sitting back and you say, I knew that I knew that hole number eight was always giving me trouble. It looks like I bogeyed at the last eight rounds, you know, or, or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's as much as, or as little as you really want to do with the, well, at least with the gin app um, or, or on your app, it's, it's a very cool tool and it's so easy to use. And some people just want to put in their score and be done with it. And then other totally. people want to understand, Hey, how many putts did I have that round? Or, or, you know, how many greens and regulations did I have this week or, or whatever? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned some of these games, like we don't want to take out the trash because we lost. Um, (laughs) But I, but I was wondering, like, can you explain how the handicap is an equalizer? Like perhaps what is a game or like how, how does it make it an equal playing field amongst like maybe you and I are playing a match against each other. How does a handicap equalize our match? Yeah. So um, if I, so if I was a let's say I was a 10 handicap um, based or course handicap from the tees in the course that we selected. And, you know, let's say that you were uh, a five handicap. I technically, my gross score, if we're playing on a par 72, my -hmm. gross score could be an 82 and I'm playing my handicap. And potentially if you're a five handicap and um, you actually, you shoot an 80, then you're going to be playing above your handicap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, in that instance, then if we're playing a net score game, base game, then, then I would win that I would win that stroke play or that event. Um, so really what it does is it, it, it takes your playing ability against the other competitors playing ability, and then it, it nets it out. So a growth score is how many strokes it takes you to get from the green into the hole, the whole way around the course. A net okay. score is when you would take your growth score minus your course handicap and then see what that is relative to par. So if I'm a 10 and it's a par 72 and or I'm a course handicap of a 10 and it's a par 72 and I shoot an 82, I'm shooting right to my par. Right. Or, yes. I'm shooting right to my ability. Yep. Did, did I get, did I explain that? All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then for my score, you'd say I was a five, but I shot an 80 on a par 72 course. What did, what did that set me at? So if you were a five, so you would 72, 77, then you shot an 80, you would shot three over your, your course handicap. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So you would win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. I am. That's so interesting. Cause yeah, every time like you play a casual match or like with guys, you're like, I feel like guys are always saying like, well, I get a stroke each nine or I get a stroke on this hole. And I, you know, I would always be like, what does that mean though? Like, yeah. why do you get that? Why are we like arguing about how many strokes we're giving each other on these different holes? Yeah. Cause it's the equalizer, right? That handicap mm-hmm. index is, is your handicap index and it's your equalizer to, to play the game. Um, and, and where you find that handicap index is on your scorecard or mm. you'll get your course handicap, but you'll know where to get those strokes. When you just said that, you know, you're playing with guys and you're like, Oh, I get a stroke there. Um, first of all, you have to know the number of strokes that you're getting from your course handicap and also the format of play could influence that number. Sure. Uh, but in general, in a situation where handicap stroke holes matter, like match play, you look for the handicap or the stroke index row on the scorecard. And for example, say that you're a five handicap, like we were just using in that example, then you would get a stroke on holes one through five on that handicap row on your mm-hmm. scorecard. So it's not necessarily holes one through five, right. it, it's the handicap row on the scorecard that is one through five. So you would get a stroke on each one of those. Got it. So that's where the little dots come in. That's exactly <laughs> right. And you want to do that when you're in a net competition. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm okay. So yeah, we talked about how do golfers know which holes they get their handicap strokes on. I'm, I, I guess like what, what would you recommend as like a fun format in which people can use their handicap? We just talked about like net and gross and what those mean, but maybe what are like one to two games that people can play once they have a handicap? Yeah. I mean, stroke plays is pretty simple to, to learn how to use a a handicap and of course handicap index, but Mm -hmm. um, Stableford I think is a really neat format where there's points assigned based on your performance per hole and the highest score wins, which obviously is, is atypical in golf, usually the lowest score wins. So um, rather than counting the total number of strokes taken, as you do in stroke play, it involves scoring points based on the number of strokes taken at each hole. So, for example, if you go in for a bogey, 
uh, you might get zero points, but for a par, you would get one, for a birdie, you would get two, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's just a, a really fun way, uh, a fun format to play, to play golf. Have you ever played Stableford? No, no. Oh, it's, it's a really fun. And then I, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and, um, you know, you were talking about alternate shot contests for couples and, you know, how that can quickly turn into divorce cup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but nonetheless, there, there's rules of handicapping that provides guidance on how to set up a fair game under all kinds of formats, um, you know, so that you can, you can play in different ways and have fun, you know, yeah. so just mix it up. Yeah. So. I think, I think everyone loves like, so I am like a nine and I think, you know, I, I tend to play with like my fiance, my fiance is like a 0.3. And so, you know, for me, it's always fun to be able to have like the match actually be closer between us because, and that's in thanks to having the handicap index and we can create a, you know, a round of golf that is equalized between the two of us, instead of me being like, well, I know you're going to par every hole. Um, we're able to have more of a, you know, even playing field. Oh, absolutely. It eliminates that feeling of, um, of feeling out of place when you're always being outscored. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I am. Well, when, what are like three things that you want golfers to know about using a handicap? I feel like a lot of women I play with, like don't have one. Um, and I, I feel like it'd be great to like have three things that I can always say to them. Like, this is why you should have it. Yeah. So I think, I think being able to be eligible for some tournaments um, that require it, you know, um, that that's certainly one. Um, mm -hmm. But having a handicap index, it's it's just portable. It follows you wherever you want to go around the world from course to course. So the mm -hmm. handicap index is the portable number where the course handicap is referencing the, the course and the tees that you're playing. And that course handicap also could determine other elements of your game, which um which could consist of net double bogey or net par. Mm. Um, and that might be a, a podcast, like a 200 level when you start, yeah. you know, playing condition calculation and, and what's an acceptable score and things like that. Um, but just knowing that your course handicap is an important, does have an important role in, in your, in your round. Um, and, and another thing is that all these things that I'm talking about has, have a lot to do with it's math, but it's done in the system. So yeah. majority of this takes place behind the scenes. So really, we just want golfers to engage, you know, um, engage in a, a handicap index and then just play as well as you can and have fun, like right. people out and have fun and pay, post on the day that you score. Once you get into it, you can really get into um, learning as much as you want to about the handicap. There's all kinds of resources um, available through your Allied Golf Association, through the USGA. So, but you don't really have to know all there is to know about handicapping in order to have one and, and have it be effective and impactful on your game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think something that I always hear is like, the more that you enter your scores, like the more likely you are to like continue doing so. Cause it almost becomes like a habit. You're like, okay, I finished my round. I need to enter my scores. And I can truly say like, that's become a habit of mine. I don't think I got a handicap until like 20, 
seven, 16 or 17, because I had played golf all my life, but I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. Or, you know, I just, I never thought like I needed one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know, once I joined a club, they were like, oh, do you want to get one? And I'm like, I guess it's time to do that. And now I like, can't, now it's just part of the habit, like go to the course, practice, play around and enter my scores. Like it's just part of the whole process. That's right. And, and yeah, it becomes a habit and then you want to do it because the more that yeah. you do it, more reflective of your playing ability and potential is at that moment. Um, so, you know, the more you, the more you play, the more reflective it's going to be of how you're playing right that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good to know that I don't have to actually do any calculations other than the number of strokes I'm hitting on each hole. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you don't, you just put your number in, especially if you have it on an app, you just put the number in that it took you to get in the hole and the app does the rest for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even need to know how it all comes together, but it's, you explained that earlier. So I feel okay about it. Um, I think just my last question would be like, is it, if a golfer wants to learn more about handicapping, how to find one, anything under the sun, what, what should they do? Yeah. Um, again, I think if, if they can look up their, their allied golf association, their local one that wherever they reside, there's an allied golf association associated with that territory. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great place to start. And, and again, instead of you, you can go to the USGA.org backslash AGA, um, and, and then you can click on what your territory or district that you, you reside in. And then each one of those has individual websites that can um, provide you with some different options on, on where to get a handicap, how to get a handicap, perhaps some of the private clubs or the, the semi-private clubs that are options or even leagues. Um, so, you know, each AGA has a little bit different of a website, but if you, you can start out by going to the USGA.org.backslash um, AGA, A-G-A. Um, and then the other thing is that you, you could actually, if you really want to know more um, and you want to see more videos and, and you want to understand different components of handicapping, um, you can always go to the USGA.org.backslash WHS. Oh. Uh, and that that will provide you with a, a, a lot of different resources, um, as well as your AGA, AGA should be able to do that as well. Nice, nice. If I just like went to a public golf course, would they be able to help or at least send me in the right direction? Yeah, many of them can. Many of them. Okay. Yeah, many of them offer handicap index um, accounts right there. So you can oh. go provide a little bit of information. Um, pay a nominal fee and then, then off you go. And then you could actually post that round that you played that day. Um, not all of them do, but there are, you know, some of them do and yeah, municipal public. Okay. Good to know. It's an option. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for the time. I know there's so much that can go into it, but I feel like this is going to at least set us off on the right foot. Oh, good. Good. Yes. And there's lots more to, to uncover if you want to. And if, if not, just go out, have fun, play golf and post your score. You made it sound easy. So I think we're going to go do it. <laughs> uh, Thanks so much, Jenny. Thank you, Abby. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E.